Hello, my name is Wendy Paulin. And I am Kayla Aguilar. We are seniors at Impact Early College High School and we're so excited to share some of our knowledge with you all, including parents, teachers, and students. Today's podcast is about parent involvement in their students' education. You'll find out if you're involved enough with your student and how to be a better parent. Something to look forward to is our interview with Aileen, a senior at Impact Early College High School, her mother, Lara McCafferty, as well as Mrs. Shopee, the avid instructor at Aileen's High School. There are different ways a parent can be involved in a student's education. You don't necessarily have to be the president of the school's PTSO. According to Kathleen Horton and Karen Reed Whiteland, parent involvement includes parent participation by attending school functions, providing encouragement, or by volunteering at school. It does not matter the age or grade level your child is in. You should continuously make yourself present in their schooling. Of course, being an adult with multiple children or even just one child, plus having a job and keeping the house in order is not an easy task. We interviewed Eileen McCafferty and her mother, Lara McCafferty. Mrs. McCafferty has four children, Eileen being the youngest, and she is also an instructor at Lee College. We asked Mrs. McCafferty to rate herself from 1 to 10 on how involved she thought she was in her students' education, and this is what she responded. Well, that's kind of a hard answer because when they were younger, I was involved with like everything. I was always at the school, but as they got older, I became less and less involved because of many reasons as they got older and work and all that stuff. So if I say all of it all together, probably about a six or seven. And I probably could have been more involved when they got into high school. Definitely, that would have been probably the biggest improvement. Elementary and even junior high was still pretty involved. Became a single parent when they were little or I was not. Um, also, really, the older that they get, they don't need mom as much. Yeah. Kind of, you know. So it kind of was more it was my work schedule because I started doing shift work and it was hard to be there all the time when you work in shift work. She mentioned work and her being a single parent for a while made it hard for her to be involved. Time is definitely a big barrier. The book, Parents as Partners in Their Children's Learning, listed more barriers we might have not even thought of. One of them being family circumstances. This may include the number of children, having babies or young kids that require extra attention, or parents who are separated. Geography can be an issue as well. The school may be far from the student's home our parents may not have the means of transportation. I somewhat have experience with this because Impact doesn't have students that are specifically zoned to go here. It is more like if you want to attend the school and get accepted, this is in your school. Any students from Goose Creek CISD can become an Impact student. Impact is in Baytown, but GCCISD has schools in Highlands and can be quite a drive. My parents are used to it, but it was hard at first because we had to manage time properly. The final barrier we want to discuss is parents having lack of confidence. Parents can feel uncomfortable when trying to be involved in schools for many reasons. Maybe they didn't have the best school experience and are scarred with unpleasant memories. A big one is parents lacking knowledge or skills because they didn't have an education. Usually it's the moms who are present in school events, not as many men. So what if there's a dad that attempts to participate and then feels out of place because of the huge difference? Dads shouldn't feel left out or that they don't belong there. But both moms and dads should feel comfortable at their children's school. Now to Aileen, Laura's daughter who is on her last year of high school. 
Eileen opened up and shared with us her thoughts on her mother's involvement and how that affected her academically and emotionally. So from 1 to 10, how involved are your parents in your education? I would say my mom's about like a 7 on like a good day, and then my dad's probably like a 4. Uh, were they more involved in elementary, junior high, or high school? Um, probably like junior high and like beginning of high school. I think my mom was mostly just involved in like my extracurricular activities, like band or like clubs I was in. She would ask me how like they were doing, but she would never really ask me like, what did you learn at school today? How was school? And then I don't really talk to my dad, so he wasn't involved very much. Do you think that affected your school performance or your emotional state? I mean, not really my school performance, because I will perform how I do no matter what. But emotionally, I was like, man, I could get so much more support from them on the harder stuff, opposed to the fun stuff. Notice how Eileen says her school performance isn't affected by her mother's involvement. She's a smart girl by realizing her educational choices can either damage or benefit her. So might as well do good in school. Unfortunately, there's many students that are truly affected by the lack of support from parents. They think, well, my parents don't care how I'm doing in school, so why should I? Nothing good comes out of that mindset. The student starts being careless about school, their confidence gets low, and that may even affect their social life. Our last interview was with Ms. Shoppy. Every freshman at Impact has her as their avid teacher. She makes sure students stay organized by using planners and keeping up with their school binders. In her class, students gain knowledge about college, they have presentations to overcome stage fright, and they gain social skills. Ms. Choppy is almost like their homeroom teacher, and students go to her for any kind of assistance. Therefore, she develops a closer connection to them. She's had a lot of teaching experience and close relationship with students. So we figured we could ask her how often she is contacted by students' parents and get her professional opinion regarding parent involvement in education. As a teacher, how often are you contacted by students' parents? How, how often does a, a parent contact me? Mm -hmm. Oh, rare, very rare. Maybe one a school year, maybe two a school year. If a parent is in constant support, contact with the teacher, it, it shows more parent parental involvement. It shows that, you know, they're actually checking their grades or, you know, and contacting them in some way, shape, or form. You know, especially when they're a ninth grader or a tenth grader, I think a lot of times parents think they're high school kids and they don't have to do that anymore when they do. Mrs. Shelby definitely had a lot of input regarding the subject. She gave us her opinion as a teacher and even as a parent. Now, to what you all been waiting for, solutions. Some of your questions may be, how can I be a more supportive parent? What can I do as a teacher to involve parents? How can I make my parents more present in my education? We are ready to answer them all. We found a short article from the Baytown Sun that was released on 2010. It was titled Parent Engagement Summit Slated for August 14 in Crosby. It talks about a summit Crosby ISD had and that the goal for it was to provide students and caregivers with tools and strategies to improve student outcomes. We thought it went well with this topic because Crosby ISD is close to GCISD we could maybe have events like these more often. Their idea of having a summit for parents, students, and their teachers was brilliant because it allowed them to have a fun day and gain knowledge all at once. They provided breakfast and lunch. I mean, who says no to free food? That was a great move. I completely agree. They also had hands-on activities and guest speakers, such as professors, 
their district superintendent, and even a juvenile court judge. It seemed pretty neat and well thought of. In the textbook, Introduction to Teaching, Pal Egnan provided different activities and ways to help our students. One, asking about school each night. Two, having a quiet place for the student to focus and do homework or study. Three, limiting television or video games until homework is done. And four, asking to see grades or samples of the work and projects. Egan also dives into how technology can be useful in schools. I told you we'd come back to that. I know GCISD has their district website and it comes pretty handy to everyone. The school calendar can be found there as well as breakfast and lunch menu. Oh yeah, and students' grades and attendance. That's what really matters. The parent makes an account and super easily checks all that stuff out. Um, are you aware that you can check your students' attendance and grades online? Oh yes, I am. And they hated it because I checked it all the time. That was one of the things, <laughs> can we go do this, Mom? Hey, did you do what I asked you to do for your chores? Hey, let's go check your grades. Do you communicate often with the teachers? Um, when I need to. Yeah. Every once in a while. I'll get occasionally I'll get emails from Eileen's teachers since she's the only one left in school and, and I'll email back and you know if needed. Our English teacher, Ms. Patrick, has a website and we use it every now and then. She also has a Twitter handle and she uses it to remind students about due dates or to share nice posts regarding our English class. Parents can easily check out her account and see if there's anything important on there. We asked Eileen and Mrs. Shopee if they had any advice for parents that could help them become more involved, and here's what they had to say. Um, actually talk to their kids and like genuinely like mean it, like how was your day, what'd you learn, what'd you do, anything cool happening, just really like be genuine about conversations. I think first of all, you know, even up until they're seniors in high school, you, you should, you're their parent and you, they are your responsibility. So you should check their grades, hold them accountable for their grades. You know, you're not there. I feel like a parent's not there to, to be their friend. I am, I'm here to be your parent. I don't care if you like me or not, but I'm going to make sure that you're doing the right thing. And, and part of my job is to get you educated so that you can get out of my house now <laughs> get you educated so you can you know follow your dream and and do what you want to do and i don't want to be i think i don't want to be the reason for you to ever a kid or my my child to ever look back and go why didn't you push me why didn't you do this or why didn't you do that because i don't i don't want to be i don't want to be their scapegoat I want them to, you know, to succeed. So the more I am involved and the more I am putting my nose in their business, including school, you know, I think 17 and 18 year olds act just like elementary and junior high kids, only in bigger bodies. That's, <laughs> it's, that's all they are, you know, that's all you are. And so you just, you do need the guidance and you do need the, some people do need the, the to be held accountable. That's some wise advice we got there, thank you. We know attending events is time consuming and that there's a lot going on at times, making it difficult to stop and ask your student how school is going or if they need help with anything. However, putting in a little extra effort will benefit your child. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoy and learn something new. Best of luck to you students, parents, and teachers. Have, Have a great, great day. day.